I called today's message Wells of Refreshing. So I'm there and I'm doing everything I need to be doing, you know, running my errands, running around. And then there was this other lady that was there. And I remember just like, I was so tired. I was hanging out like this on the countertop and I was just like, Jesus, you know, just give me strength. You know, like Pete was talking about this morning, how maybe you've been feeling tired. Maybe you've been feeling like overwhelmed and tired and things like that. And it happens when you're trying to be a builder for God, when you're a pioneer and you're plowing. And so, <laughs> so I was there and this lady begins to worship. She has her phone in her pocket and it was this older woman and she puts on her worship music on and she starts raising her hands up in the air in worship. And I'm standing there and I felt a shift in the atmosphere happened. I felt like God's presence come in the room. And when his presence comes in the room, it really does give you supernatural strength. And I felt like this wind come over me that came to strengthen me like Pete was sharing this morning. And I, and I stood there for a moment and I was like, I had to shut my eyes. And I shut my eyes and I said, oh God, this is so good. And the Lord began to speak to me in that moment. And he says, you know, you can drink from her well. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, drink from her well of worship. And he says, because her worship is pure unto me. And I was standing there and I remember just like in the spirit, just saying, God, let me drink from her well. And as I drank from that well, she, the lady didn't have a name. She didn't have a position in a church. She was just an older mom that was sitting there in her worship, praising God and had her worship music on. And then the worship song she was listening to, it just kept saying, we won't give up. We won't give up. We won't give up. And I was like, oh my God, Lord, you're so good. Because I needed that, that very moment. You know, God will send you what you need at that very moment that you need it. He, he will send it right to you in your face if you're just ready to receive it from him. And, and, I, and I just remember saying, God, I'm just going to drink as much as I can from her well because I know her well, her well is pure. She's not doing this to get attention. She's not doing this because she wants to be a, on a platform. She's not doing this because of any reason but just to worship you, God. And, um, and I just started, you know, noticing what God was speaking through this process. And I remember telling the Lord, I said, God, I said, I pray that my worship would become a well that people could come drink from. And, and, I, and I'm telling the Lord this, but her waters were refreshing. I, I, I wrote everything down because I didn't want to miss not any part of it. Um, her waters were refreshing into me and I felt the love of the Father and the presence of the Lord come into the room. I left refreshed and I left encouraged when I left that day. And I just began to cry when I got in my truck because I was so thankful that God knew what I needed and he sent it to me. And it was supernatural because nobody knew what I needed.
Nobody, um, I hadn't talked to anybody or anything, but this lady came and let me drink from her well. So the Lord began to show me that our worship produces wells of refreshing waters for people to drink from. And when you least expect it, your well will give water, refreshing living water to those that don't even know God. And I was like, if I could feel this and I could drink from this well from this woman, how much more is it that we can drink from each other's wells of our worship? And so um, I believe that purity of our heart causes the waters to come of refreshing. It brings healing and touches people in places only God knew where they needed healing in. Your waters, your worship unto God, the more time you're in the presence of God, the more time you're in worship with, the, with Jesus, it produces that well, the springs of life to come up from inside of you of what Jesus has put. And as they come out, they begin to even bring healing waters. When we were in New York, this lady came up to me and she said, can you please let the young man up there know that while he was up there worshiping, that I could feel these waters come over me and they brought healing to me. And the Lord was showing me things that I didn't even know were there. And she, and this is what she tells me. She says, there was things inside of me that I didn't, I thought I had gotten rid of, that I thought that they weren't there anymore. And all of a sudden the waters came and fell on me and the Lord began to show me those areas that I still needed work on, that I still needed him to come take care of for me. And, um, and I remember her, what she was saying and I was like, oh my God, that's so powerful. And because it was in the worship. It was the worship that was coming in the purity that was coming and saturating her heart and coming and touching her. In Romans 12, 1, it says, Therefore I urge you, brother, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So what creates that purity? It's the worship. Purity being pure of heart involves having a singleness of heart towards God. A pure heart has no hypocrisy, no goal, no hidden motives. The pure heart is marked by transparency and an uncompromising desire to please God in all things. It is more than an external purity of behavior. It is an internal purity of soul. It doesn't mean that we're not going to sin or make mistakes or have bad days. It just means to get your heart right with him. He's looking at our hearts. When your motive of your heart is just to serve God, if your motive of your heart is just to make Jesus happy, then everything else falls into place the way it's supposed to be. That purity comes from heaven and falls on you through the blood and his sacrifice of what he did for us on the cross. So he's not looking at how you've sinned or made mistake he's looking at your heart and he's looking at your heart to see that if after you've fallen or after you've made a mistake that you're going to keep coming to him with a sincere heart and say god just keep my heart pure that should be our prayer right now god keep our heart pure that if people come hurt me 
if people come have, have dishonored me, if people have done this or done that to you, that you tell God, God, keep my heart pure. Make me pure before you, Lord, because only he can do that for you. Matthew 5 eight, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Psalms 51.10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Why does he say right spirit? Because sometimes our flesh can come in and get in the way of things that he's trying to show us and teach us. So we have to get rid of the flesh. And right spirit to me means you're aligned with Holy Spirit. And if you're aligned with Holy Spirit, then he'll, he will, not man, he will create the pure heart inside of you. Not anybody tell what anybody thinks of you or anybody says about you. See, we worry too much about what people think and say about us that we forget that he's the one that causes the purity inside of us. Psalms 24, 3 and 4. Um, I don't think I got this one down. I'll go, I'll go back to the, Oh, yeah, here it is. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Who has clean hands and a pure heart? Who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear uh, deceitfully? What that means is that is that your soul don't fall into what your soul is doing. Fall into what your spirit is telling you to do. What Holy Spirit is telling you to do, because He wants to create a clean hands and a pure heart inside of you. Um, just spending time with him, being in his presence, worshiping God is what begins to stir those things in your heart to get rid of that stuff. Forgiveness is a big key in that. If you've been hurt, if something's, somebody's done something to you, you got to forgive them so God can come in and create that purity in your heart that it can't live there no more, you know? myself out this past week and I was like God if there's anything there God if there's anything there just remove it because in ministry when you're running and you're running and you're running things happen sometimes and you have to you have to take a moment of like a time out and say hold on God let's reframe let's let's get back on track let's realign ourselves with what you're trying to do here and you have to take those moments out sometimes I really believe that the wells are really trying to open up in this place. There's wells that are sitting here that want to begin to uncap. But the Lord began to show me this the other day. He says, we have to be willing ones to come and let him uncap our hearts first. And when he uncaps our hearts first, and we come with a pure motive unto the Lord of just in worship, towards him to serve him to make him happy then what happens is those wells all of us together in unity in our worship begin to uncap things in the spirit and we're not even a, a, aware of the uncapping or the power that we have in our worship unto him when we come in a pure heart when all you want to do is just serve god and all you want to do is just say god i just want to love you 
I just want to serve you. I just want to worship you. That's all I want to do. I don't care about anything else. I don't care if, if I have a, a radio broadcast. I don't care if I'm behind a pulpit. I don't care about anything else. When you come with that kind of heart unto God and you just come up and worship him, in, in that purity, what happens is those wells begin to come and they uncap. And then, and then when you're worshiping, you can begin to step into those wells of even past wells that are sitting in this place that are ready to be uncapped. See, there's so much deepness in this place here and not because of us or, or what we do or what we have, any of that. The wells that have been placed here have been placed here a long time ago by the Lord. He himself placed wells here of living water that are on the grounds here that are primed and ready to open up. Why does he allow these wells to open up? Because there's a harvest that needs to be touched by these wells. I was driving up and down these streets and I see these big old uh, hoses of irrigation. And I'm like, God, they, I, I can't even imagine the work that they have to do to take those irrigation heavy, huge hose that the farmers have to do to begin to bring waters to their crops. And I started seeing it in the spirit. And I said, these wells have to begin to unca uncap because the living waters that are sitting in the wells have to give, begin to burst open with springs of life to begin to touch the harvest of souls that is out there that needs to be touched. And I just began to see like the springs begin to come up. It, it, I'm telling you, that fountain I was talking about earlier that, that we're connected with now because of Brian, I see everything in the spirit of the Lord because he's bringing a fountain here to Stryker. We're all connected. It's all one stream. And, and the Lord began to tell, show me that these streams are coming and they're going to begin to break open these wells and people are going to come and drink from these living water wells and they're going to get refreshed and they're going to be re-encouraged and they're going to, and someone may just walk in and walk into a well. You know, that happened to me one time. I was in worship one day and at my old church in Texas and I remember coming in and I just thought that I was just going to come in and worship to the front and all of a sudden I fell in one of these wells and I was like, I just felt the presence so heavy when I fell in the well and I was like, you know, I just started thinking about that and I was like, it was so good and refreshing. And it felt so good to tap into the well. And I started praying about this because there, there's more that I have here. I believe that the Lord began to show me this. I want us to turn to John chapter 4. The Lord started showing me this of where we were at in the season where we were at right now. We're talking about the wells of refreshing this morning. And the Lord began to show me about the Samaritan woman at the well. Because I was like, okay, God, you want to talk about wells, and you're talking about refreshing. What, what is this even, what is this, this containing it? Let's read there. Jesus, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, 
his disciples did. Isn't that so crazy? Here is the gossip around the town that Jesus has been baptizing more people than John. And it's not even Jesus doing the baptizing. It's the disciples doing all the baptizing. I think that speaks volumes of where the body of Christ is at right now. <laughs> like, like Jesus was an equipper. He equipped the disciples and trained the disciples to begin to baptize. And he allowed them to step into their position to start doing what needed to be done to baptize the people. It wasn't, he never made it about himself. And I thought that that was so good when I read that. And it says, so he left Judea and returned to Galilee. We're on 4-4 um, of John. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sakar. You know that Sakar means sowing, a mending, a sowing? Near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. We're on 4-6 of John now. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk. So remember, we were talking about how some of us have been feeling exhausted and tired. See, Jesus felt that this day. He sat weir wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. I believe that's what God is asking us to do right now. He's asking us for a drink right now. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. And the woman was surprised. See, this is us. What, Jesus? You want me to do this for you? You want me to go do that for you? Why would you choose me, Lord? This was a Samaritan woman. And it says, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with the Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? This is what Jesus is telling all of us. Those that question what God is asking you to do right now. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living waters. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket. Here, here's our mindset getting in the way of our thinking. You don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. <laughs> Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? She's talking about like the history and how Jacob gave him this well to the people. Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. That's the kind of waters we're talking about that is going to spring up from these wells. But it's going to first spring up from you because there's a well inside of you that's connected with your heart. And when your heart becomes pure for the things of God, 
with no motive and no agenda, what happens is those springs inside of you begin to bust open and you become a spring of life to somebody the way this old lady was to me that, that day. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it's here at Mount uh, Zeremiz, where our ancestors worship. See, there, there was a little bit of confusion here. And Jesus comes to set the record straight. And Jesus is trying to bring some clarity of what man has brought into the region there. And he makes things very clear. And he says, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. That's the key word. It's, it's come here now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. That sounds really good. When we come with a pure heart and he's looking for us to come in him in spirit and truth with Holy Spirit to come worship unto the Lord in purity in our hearts, that's what, that's what he's looking for. Now is the time for it. Not tomorrow, not later. Now is the time that this is supposed to start happening. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back and they were shocked to find him talking to the woman. See, I think a lot of the times we try to figure things out in the natural, but God is trying to talk to us in Holy Spirit right now. So we have to begin to open ourselves up to really engage with Holy Spirit this season and really understand what God is saying through Holy Spirit. And he says, I'm the Messiah. See, he came to set things in order. He came set to, things, to set things in motion of what was really supposed to happen during this time. And he's telling her, look, I'm going to give you living waters. If he's carrying living waters and we're part of his DNA and we're his kids, that means we carry living waters also. Because we're part of his family. We're his sons and his daughters. So if he's telling you right there in scripture that he has waters where you won't thirst anymore, what makes us righteous is not because we do things right all the time. What makes us righteous is the blood that was shed on the cross. 
That's why we come in purity unto the Lord. We keep coming in purity to the Lord and in a sincere heart to say, God, you know, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to come with a pure heart to worship you, God, to seek your face, God, to see what you're saying, God, so I can uh, begin to release living waters out of me. So when people come around me, they can begin to feel a shift. They can begin to come drink from the waters that you've allowed us to tap into by just knowing you, by knowing who you are. And the, the Samaritan woman, if you keep reading there, she goes out and her ministry is launched out of that. She goes back to the people and she tells them about the Messiah being there and she brings them back. And then if we, if we go, it says, um, it says, uh, on 31, it says, meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus rabbi to eat something. And that's when he talks about, that's when, when after this situation happened with the living waters and this woman, she goes out, she brings the people back. And this is when Jesus starts beginning. If you read after that, he starts beginning to move in the signs and wonders and the miracles and the healing start taking place as he walks on the earth. And that speaks volumes because if we can begin to position ourselves to have those same living waters come out of us, then after that, after we begin to let those living waters come out of us in purity of our hearts, then what, happen, what, what happens is, is that we begin to carry these living waters everywhere we go. You're at the grocery store. You're putting gas. I, I, have more, I have more ministry out on the streets than I do when I'm in this building. I'm telling you, everywhere you go, you should be carrying these living waters and saying, man, who needs a drink today that they won't be thirsty anymore? Who needs a real drink of the living waters for them not to thirst anymore? And I started to think about this, and I'm like, God, make me pure in my heart, God. Make me pure in my heart, God, that when I worship you in purity, that I would be in spirit and truth. And spirit and truth will fall on me. And I begin to tap into those waters. And then they burst out of me. When I'm around other people at the grocery store. When I'm around other people pumping gas. When I'm around other people at my job. That they all they can see is the living waters. And they begin to see something different in us. And they're like, man, I want a drink of that. Like I was the other day. And I'm like, man, I want a drink of that. Let me just stand by this person that is carrying these living waters so I can take a drink from their well for a little while, get refreshed, get energized, and I can keep running my race and keep doing what God has me doing. Because we're human beings that get tired. Our bodies, our flesh gets tired. Sometimes we want to give up. I'm just being real. And in those times, you need that refreshing and you need those living waters. Because eventually what happens is you get thirsty. You get thirsty in being tired. When you get tired in the natural, what is the first thing you think of? You think, man, I need some water. Can I have a cup of cold water? And then when you get that water because you're so thirsty... It's like one little drop to you. It begins to like, you're just like so thankful for it. I don't know how you are, but I'm thankful. I'm like, oh my God, Jesus, thank you for this water. 
Thank you for this drop of water in my throat right now that you're refreshing me with this water. It's the same in the spirit, guys. It's the same with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is trying. You think that you think that he came to the Samaritan woman to tell her her junk to make her feel bad about herself? No way. No way. He came to the woman telling her about her past and about what she was living in at that time because he wanted her to know that he was real. Because nobody knew her situation or her circumstance the way that he knew her and her circumstance. So when God comes and shows you something that needs to be worked on in yourself, it's not to come make you feel bad. It's to come to say, hey, I have some living waters over here that you can drink from, and you don't have to eat and drink that, that, that junk anymore. You don't have to live that way anymore. Let me show you a better way. He came to the Samaritan woman to show her a better way that there was something pure. There was something good and nourishing to her body. If you go on reading, it talks about how, how they brought him food to eat. And he was like, I don't need any food. I live off the nourishment of my father. You know, and it, and it all comes together if you keep reading that chapter 4. And it, and it talks about even God giving him nourishment in his body that didn't come from food. So I believe right now, that's what the Lord is trying to do right now. He's trying to give us wells of refreshing. That what if you're tired, if you're exhausted, if you wanna give up, whatever it is, it's the enemy and he's a liar. And you don't have to agree with that because Jesus himself is bringing you a spring of water this morning. Can we stand up this morning? Because right there where you're at, Jesus can come and bring you the waters. You know, when I first started having encounters with the Lord, the first thing that I encountered was a river. That's the very first thing God showed me was a river. And he showed me that I could come to this river and drink from it and be in peace where the river was at, where the grass was greener than green because he puts us in green pastures, right? I mean, I'll go look it up for you to tell you where it's at in scripture. But I'll never forget that because it was so real to me. And you come to that river and you just put your hand in the river and you take drink of it. Because it's living waters that he's given you this morning. He's not coming to condemn like Pete was saying. He's not coming to make you feel bad. He wants to show you a different way. He wants you to live life in joy and be excited. And he wants to begin to shift things for you in your circumstances if you allow him to. He's trying to come in, you know, and you have to make way for him. We're supposed to be his bride. We have to make room for him to come in as our, as our groom. We have to make room for him in our lives. Don't be so busy in your life that you don't have time for him anymore because he's the very thing that brings you the living waters. He's the one that gives you the supernatural strength when you don't have any more strength to go in your own will and your own power. Your own power is going to make you tired. It's going to make you feel exhausted when you're trying to always be perfect. Man, trying to be perfect is exhausting. I just tell the Lord, God, you know me and you know I'm not perfect. So we're done. <laughs> you know, 
I, I'm not here to try to be perfect. I'm here just to serve you, to make you happy, to be pure in my heart, that everything I do is unto you. My job, well, if you have me cleaning toilets, whatever you have me doing, it's unto you, Lord. And even, you know, my best, best encounters with Jesus was when I'm serving the body of Christ. I am not going to lie to you. It was when I was in the church by myself, cleaning the cleaning the carpets, cleaning the chairs, cleaning some part of the of of the body of what was for God. And I and I and I'm telling you that not not to make people do that, but I'm telling you that it's in serving him with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind, serving God, not people, but God himself and valuing the things he's given you. That's why I value every single part of what he's given. Not because I have to, but because I want to. See, that's what hunger and thirst is about. Hunger and thirst comes upon you to get you to want to serve God, to get you to want to worship him. It doesn't come so that way you can sit there starving to death and so thirsty and you stay thirsty and you stay hungry no because he comes and he feeds your spirit with the living waters so you don't thirst anymore and then he brings you nourishment from heaven that gives you supernatural strength in your body that causes you to want more of him we cannot do it without him guys we need him in every part of our lives we need him with us when we're at work. We need him with us when we're driving in the car. We need him with us when we're at home doing things. We need him in our homes. We need him in every part of our lives. And we cannot forget that we need him. So let's just pray this morning. If we could just lift our hands to the Lord. God, we just pray this morning, God. And we thank you, God. We thank you, God that you see our hearts this morning, God, that you see the purity of our hearts in our worship unto you, God. And I pray, Lord, that you would send the living waters, God, to this place, Lord. Let the living waters in our bellies begin to awaken, God, begin to stir up hunger and thirst inside of us, God, that we would come drink from your living waters of your rivers this morning, God. God, I pray you would teach us, God, through Holy Spirit, that we can come anytime, God, stick our hand in the river and drink from those waters. Anytime we're tired, anytime we're weary, God, anytime we don't understand things that are happening around us, God, that we will not be exhausted. We will be supernaturally energized. <laughs> and that your joy will come and hit our bellies this morning, God. That joy that gives our bodies strength this morning, God. Strength to go on with vision. Strength to go on with what you tell us to do in obedience, God. God, we just are, extend our hands to heaven this morning, God. That you would release those living waters into our mouths this morning, into our throats this morning, into our bellies this morning that you would touch our hearts, that you would touch our soul, and that you would touch our mind, God, with your living waters, God.
We just thank you, Father God, for your refreshing, God. Cause us to be wells of refreshing this morning, God. Let us be the wells of refreshing, God, that you called us to be this morning, God. That we won't leave here thirsty or hungry anymore, God. Even the nourishment of heaven, God. Send it down to us now, God. To make our bodies strong and healthy, God. God, we speak healing over those that came in sick this morning, God. That your nourishment from heaven would heal them this morning, God. There would be no sickness, God, over your sons and your daughters, God. We speak healing over them right now in the name of Jesus, God. Begin to align us with heaven this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give Jesus a shout this morning? Y'all are so quiet. <laughs> we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for your outpouring out of this place. We thank you for the outpouring out of our mouths, out of our bellies, God. That wherever we go, God, we would begin to carry living waters that would begin to feed those around us, God. <laughs> Even the joy that you give us, God, we're just going to begin to pour it out to those around us, God. In Jesus' name. 